0: It's Tuesday, August 10th, 2021, and you're listening to episode 576 of Fear the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is one hour. Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. My name is Chad. I'm Brodor. All right, so we got three of us today, and... Chad, you brought up something when we were sitting at dinner. I did. You did. And I think it's and a, it wasn't dinner. No, it so wasn't it was, dinner. So that was good. But it's interesting. Yeah, because if you brought up dinner while I, we were eating, that would have been you barfed on yeah, the that's, table. That's what I was just, with that. Yeah, a different sort of issue.
1: It's not like hitting myself in the
0: face with a you know power cord or anything like that. No, no, not that anyone on the show would do that, Brodor.
2: <laughs> what kind of idiot would nearly, they would come close to ruining their left eye? But then do something foolish in their kitchen that would endanger their right yeah, eye. Yeah, you blind. I mean, only an idiot would do that. You basically
0: <laughs> blinded yourself in one eye, where now you like see light and dark at like this amoebic level. Listen, I'm, I'm and now fine. you try to take out your right eye with the I power have no. Cord.
2: I have absolutely no limitations on my ability to operate a motor vehicle with my left eye, so I'm perfectly fine. I'm not. Is doing. this
0: coming from you or a doctor?
2: That's from a doctor. Okay. They didn't put any restrictions on my left eye, which surprised me, but whatever. But yeah, no. So I was in the kitchen the other day.
0: Do you see your doctor at a pond? Is this the only way you can find sufficient quack? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you.
2: I, you know, it was a
0: low hanging
2: pun. I, I, but... I am very privileged to be able to access top notch medical care. It was a low hanging
1: pun that you had to duck for yes uh, that was too late that was all right
2: so i pulled a little... the power cord and it hit me on the <laughs> outside of my right eye and f- it up but i can still see fine i'm yeah. fine you're fine
0: i'm fine, you're fine. actually it's looking back yeah, i it's, it's, i noticed something was wrong when i sat down at dinner and it looked like you had been doing an enormous amount of weed because of how bloodshot your eye was but it was only one eye not both and so i couldn't chalk it up to weed Mm-hmm. and so i knew there had to have been something else there and then yeah i know
2: th- i was only 30 percent stoned when i showed up for dinner yeah <laughs> i know for sure
0: <clears throat> there's a sliding scale to it okay <laughs> so yeah anyway but chad what you were talking about mm-hmm. and i'm going to parameterize this mm-hmm. topic the same way we do with other topics which is you were talking about what to do if you were down one person for a game because mm-hmm. our group's rule. At least the way we game.
1: And is, what we've seen with a lot of other people, too, seem to share this.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this doesn't seem to be just us. But at any rate, it is, if nothing else, idiosyncratic to our group. is that if we're down one person, we still game. If we're down two people, we call it off. Mm-hmm. But there are some times that one person is uniquely important because of the fact that there's a plot point surrounding them or there's a cliffhanger that left off on them Or they were really central to the plot for some reason. And even if you're not down anyone but that person, you are down that person for the week. And so you have to rethink the game. And there are a bunch of sort of cheap, low-hanging answers to this. of Well, play a different game. Play a side plot. Play a side group. Just don't show up that week. I mean, you know, cancel the game, basically. Exactly. Or do a time jump and do something back in time. But we're going to parameterize those out of mm-hmm. the conversation. These are off the table. So you have a plot line. And maybe he, there'll be a part two of this. What is the low-hanging fruit you can do? Well, we've we've done that in several other episodes. So maybe, well, maybe there won't. But let's say that we end a Blaze in the Dark actual play on a cliffhanger that centers around, let's say, Brandon's character. Mm-hmm. And Brandon is not able to make it to the next game, but we are not going to do any cheap shots. No time jumps, right. no side games, no screw it, let's do bowling. Yeah. We are going don't to play the cohort. Don't it, yeah. Exactly. We are going to push forward with the same game, the same plot, the main characters, except Brandon is not there. Right. Never mind that the cliffhanger ended with him involved or the plot really centers around this individual. How do you push ahead anyway? And part of the impetus for this, because we were trying to work through, well, why would you need to do this? Why Mm -hmm. can't you just delay for a little bit? And one of the things we came up with is in the case of our AP, we do it every other week. That's a month. Yeah, exactly. You miss one game. You have missed a month of gaming. If it's a monthly game, you've missed two months of gaming. You're down to just gaming once a quarter. (laughs) Yeah, precisely. And in some of these cases, not gaming at all and losing the flow of the characters and the plot and everything that's going on, quite frankly, could be more detrimental to the game than suddenly losing a momentarily plot-critical character. And so it's just not an acceptable or not a worthwhile idea to say, well, they can't make it, so we're not going to game. We want to game anyway. And so what are some strategies around working through the game despite that person's absence? Yeah,
1: I think that you really have to think about your tolerance for your story, your plot. So let's take it like it's the AP Or you play, um, maybe not the, let's take it like it's Blades in the Dark and Brandon's there. And this plot point that we ended the last game on is all about his character. You know, his big twist in his background, his long lost whatever, his, you know, nemesis, blah, blah, blah. All this really important stuff for him was coming to a head. And then, you know, out of the shadows came his nemesis, long lost sister, mentor, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe it's actually the big bad. And it's like, okay, we'll pick it up next time. And everyone's like, oh, you bastard, that's crazy. And Brandon's like, two weeks, he's like, I can't make that. Yeah. You know, he, like, a, even a couple of days before, he's like, this thing came up, I can't make it. You have to ask yourself, on one hand, as a game master, if it was just, the plot this is everybody's plot you know you had your big bad come out and it's everybody is is invested in this it's like okay there's some things you can do we'll probably talk about that in a little bit but i think the real danger though is when it is so focused on one person and their individual story yeah and they're not there only like what do you do like okay your long-lost sister nemesis mentor comes out of the shadows and everybody role plays with him like, so you know Brandon's character, huh? Cool. <laughs> well,
2: like, there's a bit of advice there. <laughs> Super awkward first date stuff. That's f- hilarious. There's a bit of
0: advice there that I want to give and then I'm going to dispose of, which is don't do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Don't have a plot point, particularly a cliffhanger an end-of-game plot point that focuses on one person. But the way I'm going to dispose of that is I don't think that's realistic. Right. Because that's where a lot of fun comes. Well, yeah. First of all, part of telling the story is rotating the spotlight from person to person. And also, you don't know what the group is going to do. And so all of a sudden, you realize it's approaching a time where people need to go home because it's getting Mm. too late at night or to resolve this plot point is going to take two or three more hours or people got to get to bed or whatever the issue is. And it just so happens that that one person did something that maybe was not even the Game Master's decision. This was an emergent part of gameplay that just so The big bad comes out and says will you
1: serve me heroes and all the heroes say no we'll fight you except one guy yeah one he guy comes s- up says no i'm on your side dude all right that's where we're ending it holy crap yeah. what a great cliffhanger let's but that u- guy can't
0: come back next week let's use a real example from our actual play and i'll mm-hmm. I'll try to keep this neutral so the people that aren't following the actual play can still follow these. <laughs> no, example. they need to follow the, a- the actual play. It's pretty good. But in our current Blaze in the Dark actual play, we had this happen in a recent game where my character, Dr. Proust, we hit a point where it was like 11 o'clock or midnight mm-hmm. or whatever it I was. I turned into a pumpkin 11. Yeah. My, uh, my game goes downhill right at 11 o'clock. And, and Proust had a ghost mm-hmm. in a glass vial. And he was holding it out, which means if any of the enemies attacked him, he would fall, it would shatter, and this ghost would go crazy and start possessing people. Ghosts are bad and dust fall. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. So bad things are going to happen. Chad did not set this up. Mm -hmm. This was a decision we as the players made, and the clock made its own decisions to say it's 11 or midnight or whatever Mm -hmm. it was, and to resolve the rest of that conflict was not going to be a short thing. It was right. going to be complicated and decision heavy and time heavy. And so the game had in there now as luck would have it, I was there at the next game, mm-hmm. but let's say I wasn't. And right. so Dr. Prowse is holding this dead man switch of, if you hurt me, the bomb goes off and chaos ensues. And all of a sudden, Let's say I wasn't able to make it to the next game, though in reality I did, mm-hmm. and the rest of the group is now left to struggle with well, what happens? Yeah. If the issue as a game master, so let, let's say this happened,
1: right? Let's say you, you did all that, and then the following session, you're not able to make it, but we decide to go forward anyway. As a game master, I am faced with a challenge now because. You had Proust walk up and you've got this thing and we made it really cool and it was very, you know, in your face. Obviously you had a plan. I Didn't exactly know what the plan. I had some ideas. I didn't know exactly what the plan was, but it, it's like, this is a spotlight moment for Dr. Proust. So coming back to it for me to say, okay, Dan's not here. We're going forward. I am going to be playing Dr. Proust as an NPC and this is what he says that really robs Dan of his Dr. Proust moment in spotlight. Yeah. It may be necessary to continue on.
2: Right. But in order to continue the narrative, right, right? At that moment. So that's our cliffhanger. We pick up right where we left off. Dan's not there to play Proust. What do you do? Yeah. So what I would
1: do. If that situation had come up, well, I know what I do. I'd have you guys play the cohort, but we're taking that off the table. Right. Yeah. What I no would, cheap answers, no here. cheap answers here. We are picking it back up because we don't want a, a night off. Dan even said, listen, I trust you. Just don't kill my character. You do what you got to do because I have this emergency. I don't want anyone else to suffer. What I would do is I would cheat a little bit. And what I mean by that is I would move some of the chess pieces. So the situation is they're in a tunnel. Eric's character, Uncle Treacle, is right very much near Dr. Proust when he does this. And I believe one of the other characters was, maybe, maybe not, I don't remember. What I would do is I would just move those characters who are near Dr. Proust back. Suddenly, the tunnel is a little longer than it was. Suddenly, it's subtle things, right? Suddenly, they're not quite as close as they were. This was two weeks ago. Maybe we don't quite remember. I'd move them back a little bit and I would have Proust just walk around the corner, like literally take one step forward out of sight. And then, boom, you know, a big explosion. Proust is gone. You know, everybody's running forward. Oh my God, what happened? And then I would have this crazy scene to deal with. Whereas Proust, what happened to him? I don't know. As a game master, because of how I run things, other people would maybe do a better plan. I don't know, but there's this crazy ghost, bad guy, jawbreaker fight going on. In the middle of it, I'm deciding what I want to do. Proust is not there anymore. He's just atomized. You know, I'm something. He fell through a hole in the plot. No, that's going to be too cheesy. He slipped into the river, or the the sewer, and he's now in the sewage and they don't see him. No, that's too gross, and it was such a neat scene, so I'm going to have him come back as the poo monster? I mean, come on. That's stupid. But, you know, I would think of something. I would press down on the gas of the encounter and really challenge the other players to try to get them to do something desperate and grandiose and hide Proust into that. To fold him into that. Like, I... Summon spirits, I punch through reality, I summon a monster, I do something crazy, you know, someone in the group says, and then Proust is caught up in that somehow.
0: Right, and I think therein lies the first possibility, which is to unpucker on consistency. Yes. That the game cannot have perfect internal consistency if there is also not perfect external reliability mm-hmm. that if the person cannot be there if they cannot make those decisions if they cannot react to that situation that's fine but ultimately this is a hobby this is not a hollywood movie we can't delay this until so and so gets out of the hospital and then continue shooting we need to move this forward and so people are going to have to unpacker a bit that maybe the best and most fair way to move it forward is for the game master to change things a bit, to hand wave and say, okay, we really want things to line up. We really want to play by the letter of the law, but reality doesn't work that way. So for this game, we're going to have to play by the spirit of the law Mm -hmm. that I know we left things off ABC, but because of real life, we have to pick it up as if ACB was the truth. And things have to be resorted a bit. I know exactly what I would do now. See, like you, you guys are talking. If this
1: were the game, you guys would be making plans, saying all this sort of stuff. And I'd be sitting there while you're doing it, buying time and thinking, but I know exactly what I would do now is I would do the same thing. Make the tunnel a little bit longer, pull the guys a little bit further back. Proust walks around the corner, like literally takes one step forward and they hear a bang and Proust falls backwards. You you read my mind smashes the ghost thing deal with it yeah and you, you immediately yeah.
2: call prouse bluff right but yeah. then i reach out to dan i'm like hey you said you're not gonna make it here's what i'm thinking about doing." Yeah. that shot you. you're getting shot you're getting shot the
1: we can say it bounced on the armor or you want to play a wound or something cool however you want to play it
0: yeah yeah well and this ties into my second approach which is to at least mitigate it a bit mm. by asking some what I'm going to call Boolean questions. And what I mean by that is if X, then what? So you as the game master could reach out to me and say, okay, I can't predict everything the group might do. I can't predict everything that might come out of this game. But can you at least give me some broad ideas of if they call your bluff, what would you do? If they back down to your bluff, what would you do? Mm. If the people behind you rush forward, what would you do? And at least ask some questions that might give you a framework of not just what the situation is, but why the situation is that way, what my thinking is, what Prowse's goals are, Mm. what his breaking points are. And at least give you some informed idea of how, if I was present, once again, imperfect as it may be, but at least some educated guesses about how I might have handled those situations. It, so the character is at least somewhat plausibly consistent. I support that fully, almost. I think that there. Are, oh, and I also support that <laughs> to a point.
1: point because. You have to remember, so I'm going to say this to all the game masters out there who really get very focused on their story, right? This situation, you're running this game with Dan, Dr. Proust, all this sort of stuff, but you're running the game and Dan can't make it. You listen to Fear the Boot and we told you, yeah, ask him these questions, get the player input, see what they want. See, hey, it's great because you get to mine them for ideas and stuff and it, it's all going to be wonderful. That's great if Dan can't make it because he has to go to a wedding. It's the wrong thing to ask if it's because his parent is in the hospital. You yeah. you got to read the room. It's not sure right to ask 20 questions about this game if it's an emergency is the
0: reason why. Yeah, it, now that's true. One my mind may not be in the right mm-hmm. place to contemplate this. And two, even if my mind is in the right place, that's not going to accommodate for every possibility. Right. You may ask me, well, what if they push forward? What if they pull back? And then instead, in the next game, suddenly Broder decides, you know what? Screw these people. <laughs> I pull out my flintlock pistol or whatever they've got, and I just shoot the vial and break it in his hand. Wow. Yeah, it's like, okay. I'm down. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I can pass that up. <laughs> I well, and Proust has the ability to wrangle the ghost back in. Sure. Would he? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe the if then questions, the Boolean sort of mm-hmm. questions covered that. Maybe they didn't. I think and that there's a, a bit of advice here for the player. Because we're we're kind of
1: talking to game masters here. For the players, you can't make it you're in this Dr. Proust situation. You have to give the game master and the group some leeway, right? This isn't a script where everybody has lines and they say lines, and we're just like a movie shooting around the actor who's in the hospital with a broken leg. It's like the you and the game master might have this whole conversation about, well, yeah, you know, maybe you do this, or maybe we can go here with that. Yeah, that's cool. All right, awesome. And then you get an email the next day saying, "Yeah, man, Brodor." basically just shot the thing out of your hand and it really went pear-shaped from there so all that stuff we talked about that just was not a thing that happened if it
0: didn't screw your character over please be cool with it yeah
1: you know it it's a game we're friends unbucker yeah well everybody uh, has done
0: and i think maybe therein lies a third or fourth bit of advice of both the game master and the person playing the absent character need to be a little flexible in the consequences that if I'm not able to make it for a legitimate reason, I'm not just being lazy or antisocial, right. but I've really got something going got a on wedding or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Chad asked me his questions and in good faith, I answer them. And in the end, I end up saddled with a consequence that for some reason I just don't find acceptable that this is like ruins my character or ruins my vision for this character, that there needs to be some flexibility both on my behalf and to say, look, this didn't work out the way I'd wanted because I wasn't present, not my fault, but not anyone else's fault either. And somewhere the game master needs to say, well, they couldn't make it for legitimate reasons. Mm-hmm. It was a good faith effort. So even though in the continuity of the game, they ended up possessed by the ghosts they were carrying in, which that is a vial, bad thing in this that, okay, it. maybe we're going to retcon that. And yeah. that didn't happen. And I think the perhaps a bit of summary advice I would give to attach to this point is continuity is great. And internal consistency is great. And these are important things everything in your game should be subservient to the enjoyment of the people participating. Do not sacrifice your enjoyment on the altar of a rigid consistency, because this is not like a movie. It's not a mm-hmm. product for anyone else. This is purely a product for internal consumption, right? The actors and the storyteller are the consumer. And so don't, sacrifice the enjoyment of the consumer which in this case is the people telling the story to some external loyalty to a, a consistency
2: or rigidity that really people don't care about as much see i'm conflicted on this one because part of me wants to just say the simple advice is don't mm-hmm. just run a game episodically and don't have things that end on a cliffhanger for a specific character that way going into the future planning game a to game b to game c i don't have to worry about game a linking to game b because dan's not going to be there and i did some cliffhanger at the end of a and now well b's up because i have to do all this work because dan's not going to be there if you just do everything like a television show and you do it episodically where it wraps up neatly at the end of each session with a, just a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a vagety, lack of clarity, a little bit of plot hook for the meta plot going into the next episode. That way you can easily transition to the next one and go without Dan. Now, right, that type of planning is impossible. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's not. Mm-hmm a realistic thing to do. And I know that oftentimes when I'm watching television, there'll be an episode that is a two-parter. And what happens if you're watching X-Files and there's a two-parter and Scully can't be in episode two. And that's a pain. Well, just don't write yourself into that corner is the, the way I try to deal with it. And that's not to say that I don't distribute spotlight from one person to the next. But I really do when I'm planning a game session, I try not to hinge it on the participation of a specific individual because usually I get screwed. Now, no. I almost said the F word there. <laughs> I agree yeah. with you.
0: There, there's the good old Mr. Miyagi quote "A best defense. No, be there or don't be there. Whatever it was he said in the movie? I agree with you that the best way to avoid this is to not put yourself in that situation in the first place. To try to keep your sessions at least semi-episodic. Maybe not fully episodic, but at least semi-episodic. To not end yourself on a cliffhanger. But I think the reality of a collaborative game is that doesn't always happen. I I agree
1: with the episodic thing that it's the safest way to do it. I reject what you said outright. You're completely wrong.
2: Uh, Expound
1: on that. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm just going to say he's wrong. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, it's wrong to my mind because what I like to do is I like to tell this full story. Like, if you were able to basically pull the games out and put them together, like a recording, say, or something like that, it should be a more or less continuous narrative. Not necessarily second to minute to hour to You you have time jumps and stuff, but I don't want my session to be a self-contained episode. I like to think of my games as books and the books have chapters. And sometimes you read a book and there are uh, sections in the books and that's about as episodic as I like to get is like, there's a section one, two and three in a book and each section has multiple chapters and the chapters kind of go into each other. I don't like the idea that the plot can be so divorced from the characters that it can stop and start at any time for them. I like the idea that the characters are so influenced the world that as a game master, my foot is not necessarily the one that's on the gas. And that if the plot that I'm kind of putting out there is also the plots of the characters. It, it doesn't work to do an episode. It doesn't. Yeah,
2: I, don't, I don't think the two concepts are mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. I, I think that you can run a very character focused story. And still, if you know that we're going to play every two weeks for three to four hours every two weeks, you've been doing this for a long time. You can manage your time. Mm-hmm. You can plan things in a way that during the course of that three or four hour session, that it has a beginning, a middle, and an end, right? And, yeah. and I think you can provide interesting meta plot information and still have an episode that ends in a sensical way that if you don't show up to the next game session, me as the storyteller, I'm not f***ed. And I think where it falls apart for me is using the analogy of
1: X-Files. So, X Files is a monster of the week, was a monster of the week show. Now, it had a meta plot. So, there's the smoking man, the aliens, and the government conspiracy, whatever. And that meta plot was in every couple of episodes for like three seconds until they did a small plot dump episode. And then later on, they would do the main thing, come to that. That is not how I run my game. I don't do this self-contained you guys are doing this and there's this going on in the background. And then next session, okay, you guys are doing this other thing and you're awesome and you're growing as characters, it's cool. And then there's this little thing in the background. I like my players to be engaging and influencing with the A-plot as fully as they can. Blades is not my best example of this because blades in the dark heavily lends itself to episodic play. And in fact, if you're not careful, you end up doing episodic play like, well, what crimes do you want to commit tonight? And it's just like, okay, well, we're, we're, we're going to knock over a bank tonight and that's going to be the heist. It really kind of falls into that. And I try very hard not to have it do that. And then when those self-contained episodes happen, I try to mine those into the amorphous A-plot that is forming as the game travels. And that's how I run it. You're not wrong. And in fact, I think there's a lot of people who run some really great games that are just self-contained episodes. And what an episode game is, what the definition is, is very gray area. Right, because you you loose, can right?
2: you can run plenty of individual episodic episodes yes. that obviously the meta plot from one episode to the next to the next to, to the next links. My point is is not the narrative content. My point is not the narrative content from one game to the next. My point is is that you can find a suitable ending at the game Mm -hmm. session that does not impair you or impede the game. If you don't have somebody show up at the next game. Yeah.
1: You can absolutely do that. And I refuse. (laughs) It's good
0: advice. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at is I'm not saying that Broder, you're wrong because you're not, you're absolutely right. But it, it requires a very particular structure to the game. And, and not
1: necessarily the game isn't, well, D&D versus Blades versus this versus that. No, no, I with, mean the narrative. The, yeah, the narrative What the Game Master.
0: Runs. Yeah, that yeah. do you allow for moments where someone could throw a monkey wrench into it? For example, in the case of the Blades game, we came upon this other group of people who were criminals robbing us, who are also mm-hmm. criminals. And There's no good guys. Yeah, there were no <laughs> real good guys. And at the climax that confrontation we hit up against time and that's where chad wrapped things up and it was a very turned into a pumpkin yeah and it was a somewhat difficult cliffhanger because i pulled a maneuver that you know i assume chad had not specifically planned for of i'm prepared to risk everybody mm-hmm. on the field in a mutually assured destruction moment of dropping this yeah, vial. Super
2: uncool, by the
0: way. Oh yeah.
1: Thank you. That is a that's a terrible move in a game like D. That is absolutely what I want to see
0: more of from all of yeah. you in Blades in the Dark. Yeah, well I mean let's say it wasn't Blades in the Dark. Let's say it was a more modern game like Shadowrun or Dress. Oh, that's a terrible idea in Shadowrun. Whatever. And yeah. I this had just been a block of C4 <laughs> with a hair curler that I'm using as a dead man switch. I won't explain how that works because we're not a bomb making show. But uh, the point is, you know, that I've got this, this hair iron that's open. And if you shoot me, I drop it and we're all dead. I'm dead. Lone Star's dead. Corporate security's dead. This, you know, this entire three floors of this building are gone. And, and you didn't let the other people in
1: your group know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because that's how these games run is it's, right. y- I mean, you don't know what someone's going to do now. You could create it, I guess, in such a way that you try to get into the plot as quickly as possible and therefore not leave yourself in that situation come midnight when the game's got to end. But what if the group takes a little too long to plan the run it takes, no. a, it takes a little more time or a lot more time than you expected shopping and talking to contacts. And you want to push ahead to at least leave some amount of tension. And you think, well, this is going to be a simple milk run. But of course, players being what they are, they complicate it more than they should. And suddenly you're up against time and half your group or three quarters of your group does not have my persistent insomnia. They need to go home and go to bed. And somebody's sitting there with a dead man switch on a block of C4 in the middle of an Aries corporate headquarters. And you're kind of left
2: with that. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, Brodor, but I'm just doing a strategy for avoiding that. In my experience. Yeah. Those situations are few and far between. Right. Is in my experience... The majority it, of people show up and, right.
1: you know, the game runs it, fine and, yeah.
2: Right. So it, it is not a common problem that I run into. Mm. Now, with that said, with my group, I still try to plan not a specific end point necessarily because I can't control that. But I want to try to have the story in a spot where even if it is a cliffhanger, I haven't left it in a cliffhanger that Chad's character is talking to the person who turns out that it's his long lost father. And then, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night and that conversation's about to happen. I try to make sure that, okay, well, let's have, let's have that conversation try to happen at eight o'clock at night. Right. So that then Chad's character gets that moment, that spotlight, Mm -hmm. he gets to shine. But when I'm wrapping things up at the end of the evening, I'm not leaving it on Chad's character. Mm-hmm. because, God forbid he doesn't show up to the next game, I'm not and scrambling to try to figure well, out. Okay, well,
1: <laughs> you also know y- you're friends with your table, too. You also know <laughs> you also know that Chad falls asleep, you know, when it gets late at night. I go to bed at the same time every time. Yeah, every no, I'm, I'm with yeah. you, man. At 11 yeah. o'clock, and I'm done. I'm, yeah. yeah, but you do know that Dan isn't like that. Dan has insomnia, and, right. you know, that that's his prime time is right then. So I actually really like what you're saying. It's a, it's a part of skilled pacing in a game. It's not just, well, I want these story beats to happen, and this is where I want to end it. It's like, okay, Chad comes on really strong at the beginning of the game, and he wears himself out. Dan ramps himself up, but then he's on fire at near the end of the game. So that's where I'm going to start aligning the spotlights and such. Mm. And you're like, you don't have a tolerance for your games getting interrupted. You like a lot of control. You like, you have this narrative control. I have, so, I have serious
2: issues about controlling the pace of the game. Right. For, sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so you want to come back next week and you don't want anything to screw that up. So pacing is a really, important skill for you to have as a game master so that you don't run into these issues pacing. I don't know if you've listened to the AP or not. I'm terrible with pacing. (laughs) You guys spent two hours at a boxing match when you were supposed to be in my plans on a train fighting people. So you're not even on the
0: train yet. Well, That's my (laughs) question, brother for you is I'm not rejecting your advice, but I need more information. So let's say, for example, that you had been running this Blades in the Dark game. That, or, which Ooh. is going to be. Or let's say, let's go to our Shadowrun game, our completely imagined Shadowrun game that actually doesn't exist. Thank God. And Well, we'll disagree there. But the point <laughs> is, and let's say that you had intended that the fight's going to end where we go into an Ares corporate building and either we get the objective or we don't because more and more security and more and more lone stars showing up. And Lone Star showing up at Ares. Well, yeah, it would be a weird corporate. Don't you know Shadowrun?
1: Man, I know. You're off point here.
0: True. Okay. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Knight Arant shows up <laughs> at, uh, or Knight Errant, if you prefer, whatever, that shows up at Ares. You know, their internal security shows up. And you're like, at this point, there's got to be either a shootout, or if this group's sensible, you know, it's Shadowrun. You're, you're the underdogs. You're going to cut and run and deal with that later. And instead, one of your players, because players obviously have their own independent wills and their own ideas, comes up with, they somehow make a dead man switch, and they confront everyone with a mutually assured destruction scenario, and you've got two people who got to leave in five minutes. How do you either, A, avert this in the moment, or B, stop this from happening
2: in the first place? without robbing the characters or the players well, of free will. I, I don't think that you do. I mean, I think that at that point, I have to go back to the original advice and say, all right, so Dead Man Switch player is unable to make it to the next game. Okay. So I literally have that conversation in group text with everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, so Dan's got the vial of Ghost. And if Proust, if you know, Dan's not going to be there next game, And we ended with Proust has Vial of Ghost. This is how I'm thinking about handling it. Dan and I have talked about it offline. I have an idea about what I want to do. Are you guys comfortable doing this without Dan's participation, knowing that Dan and I have talked about it and I have a direction that I want to go and I have an idea about how his character is going to respond? Same thing with the Shadowrun situation Mm. is... I would want to broach the subject with my players and say, as a game master, this makes the situation complicated for me. Now, I've given it some thought. There's a couple different ways I can go about it. But honestly, what do you guys think?
1: And my response as a player would be, I love it. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't want to know what you're going to do. I am 100% all in. Do you need my help? Do you need to do something with my character? I'm in, let's do it. Yeah, well,
0: and I would (laughs) definitely tack that on, that the unpucker needs to be in both directions. That just as the group and the game master need to unpucker a bit to say, this may not perfectly be consistent or whatever, that the person who's playing the character may say, look, it's not your guy's fault that I have to go to a funeral when the next game's supposed to occur. Or is it? (laughs) And so, well, maybe it is. If that's the case, you've got a legal issue, not a gaming issue, and we're the wrong podcast. But I think what I would say is, you know, I have to accept just it's not my fault that I have to go to this funeral or wedding or whatever. It's not your fault either. And so as long as I set some parameters, some fair parameters of, okay, you're not going to kill my character or maim my character or something like that. That even if what you do is not exactly what I had in mind, you know, I gave you some parameters. We had that conversation. We set out these boundaries. But what occurred was something nobody predicted. I can't hold your feet too close to the fire for going off script and coming up with something that maybe is not exactly what I would have done. Because in all fairness, I wasn't there to make that determination, and so, unless you've killed my character or maimed my mm. character, you know, you were fair to me, yeah, you weren't punishing me, then I think I need to chill out and say, "Okay, you did the best you could for the sake of the collective enjoyment, and I need to just let that go and say that's what my character did, and it's the onus is now on me to explain. Well- why I made an unusual choice. And,
2: and I'm curious too. I mean, for me, in my experience, not a terribly common thing where the episode or the, the session is left on a cliffhanger and then the focal point of said cliffhanger is not available at the next game session. That is not a common no, thing for me to experience. But the other thing is what is far more common is, is that we would be in a game that has a decent amount of combat encounter to it and that the person is unable to show up and that we've... It's, They're the a, healer, the yeah. only healer. So, yeah, I mean, it, that's that I think is an entirely different situation Yeah. where absolutely, I'm not killing your PC if you're not at the table. If we're playing the game and one person is unable to show up and their character is integral to the combat effectiveness of the party or the investigative effectiveness of the party or the social conflict effectiveness of the party? Do you let the PCs essentially not run that character by election and by consensus, Mm -hmm. but hopefully as a game master, I have an idea of who the individuals are hopefully I have a good relationship with my players, Mm. in that we can talk about who the PC is, and that my understanding is the game master, informed by the player and the perceptions and experience of the people at the table, we should be able to make a pretty good Mm. determination about the behavior of that character. Now, obviously it's early on in the Blades of Dark game. I would think that if you guys are, you know, gun to your head, how mm. do you think Alex would respond to this thing? Oh, he'd piss himself. You'd have a pretty good idea <laughs> about that stuff, you know? Yeah. When the game does not
1: hinge on one person, like there's not a cliffhanger, it's not your long lost nemesis, sister, father, whatever coming out of the shadows, that's game. And it just rolls into the next episode, but you can't make it. I actually really enjoy just having that PC be present but kind of just taking a step back because even crazy, outgoing, loud, in-your-face people have a down-tempo day. I mean, it's maybe you just have a case of the Mondays and that PC just really is hung over or tired and just is not getting in people's faces like they usually do and they're just hanging back and... If a player, again, this is advice to players too. If that situation is occurring and the game master is having the PC be present and kind of taking a step back, don't talk to the PC who's not there. Don't ask him a thousand questions. Don't yeah. you know? Try and do all kind of stuff. Just he's there, and you know he's maybe he but, has a cold. But uh,
2: Doctor Prowse, what should we do? Well, Dan's not here. Doctor Prowse. Doctor Prowse. Doctor Prowse. Dr. Prowse. Prowse. Oh yeah. man stop it what, what stop kind of underwear it. do you wear would well, you just the work with like me he... for the love of christ right. you know dan's not here right. stop asking him questions please <laughs>
1: uh-huh. i also make it a point to win because i've done this several times i make that pc made out of teflon they're not charging forward if everybody is hitting stuff with a sword that pc will hit something with a sword he's got a case of the mondays he's just going along with the flow right arrow. if they're all firing arrows he'll fire an arrow He really won't, if somebody needs a heal, he's not going to be a jerk, he'll heal them. But if a fireball gets cast on the group and everyone gets blown up, it's like Bill Murray in
0: Ghostbusters. Everybody's covered with with the marshmallow cream, he just has a little on his shoulder, and we just, you know. Yeah, they go from being a character to being a function. Yeah. They're a function that's necessary to move the group and the plot forward, but Mm -hmm. they're they're not a truly fleshed out character because that person isn't there to play them.
1: And as advice to a game master, I would say, if you do this, and I think most people do this anyway, if you do this, really do not do anything with the character. And what I mean by that is don't use the character as a mouthpiece for you. Like you go to the bar and that's where your clues are and the players are all doing their thing, but they're missing out on this clue that you left there. You think Don't have that PC goes, hey guys, what's that? because suddenly they're not a functional background pc
0: who's having a case of the money suddenly they're there truth the less my character does the easier it is for me to explain why they did something unusual yeah that if i'm not there for a game how
1: did dr proust see the magical evil pickle in the jar of fifty yeah. bar pickles, when it's been established he has a pickle allergy, Dan, yeah. how did how did Doctor Prowse do that? What the f- are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, you know the last episode where you weren't there, you did you solved the pickle mystery?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I'm not there and all you did was have me use my basic abilities, Mm -hmm. then I can come up with some BS explanation that doesn't break the consistency of my character. Everybody gets a case of the Mondays sometimes. But if you have him doing these really specific and really unusual and this long laundry list of things, then the harder and harder and harder it gets for me to explain in terms of any consistency of my character why I did those things. Game Master's like... 10 games, and they haven't
1: asked the NPC why she has snake eyes when that's not a thing in this universe. I described it. I brought it up a couple times. Nobody seems to latch on to it. Finally, Dr. Prowse like, what is with this bitch's eyes? And, yeah, never make the PC your mouthpiece to advance your agenda. You have have a whole cast. You have the world to do that for you.
0: Well, and maybe the Game Master also, in addition to not doing it, needs to be something of a gatekeeper there Mm -hmm. of saying, okay, so-and-so asked Dr. Prowse something. It's like, interesting question. Dan's not here. Wait until he is here to ask that question. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to entertain that question because it's not. Dr. Prowse sneezes on you. He has a cold. Now you have a cold. Do you have any other questions for Dr. Proust? Yeah, precisely. And it's, yeah, we're not going to deal with this in detail until suddenly Dan's back again. And then you can deal with this in detail. I, and I think the way I would boil that down is do as little as necessary with that character. Do what's necessary. If you need to do X, Y, and Z or make certain decisions to move the plot forward, because that person chose to insert themselves into that critical overall. You're I in a dungeon of locked doors and you have one thief and yeah. he's not there. Okay, well, guess what the thief's doing. And I hate <laughs> to use the word blame, so maybe we'll call this onus, mm-hmm. but let's put the onus where it belongs. If I choose at 1130 at night, knowing that Chad and Brandon are about to turn into pumpkins, <laughs> I choose to put myself front and center with a dead man's switch. Mm-hmm knowing that it's possible something could come up where I'm not able to make it next week. These are decisions I made, and it is not fair of me to demand that everyone put themselves on hold because of a decision that I as a player made, but I think it is fair to expect the game master to restrict themselves only to the necessary bits of creativity to move the game Mm -hmm. forward for everyone And not get really creative with all (laughs) kinds of ancillary things regarding my character. Or suddenly now I have to try and reconcile those into my vision for that character. Good news is that you gained five
1: levels when you weren't here. Bad news is you have one arm, three eyes,
0: and two wives. And you've switched religions. (laughs) And you've completely given up your prior life philosophy mm -hmm. and have fun. and, And by the way, you have a harm of herpes. Yeah, Don't ask how you get into that. Precisely. Yeah,
2: see, to me, that is all heinous. The idea yeah. that you would do
0: you use irreparable,
2: irre- goddamn it! <laughs> the fact that you would do irreparable damage yeah. to a person's character while they were not in attendance is absolutely awful. But by the same time, I think it's sh- to create a situation at the end of the game where you are the focal point. And then, oh, wait, I can't be here next game, right? So,
1: again, you're 100% right. I agree with you. I love it. (laughs) I, as a Game Master, Chad, I love the challenge of it. I love sitting here thinking when, at the very beginning of this episode, Dan asked me, well, what do you do? Dr. Prowse did that. Now I can't come. What do you, as a Game Master, do? And I'm
0: like, oh, yes, this is, that's a puzzle. Well, they I have to combine the two statements. Of, I f-
2: hate puzzles.
0: I <laughs> know. It, it's not <laughs> fair of me to both linchpin the game on me mm-hmm. and then not be there and expect everyone else yes. to sacrifice their progress because of my life circumstances. Even if they're not my fault. Even It's sure. so 100% legit. You know, my dad passes away or whatever mm-hmm. and I can't be there. Okay, terrible, terrible thing. But it's not fair of me to say, therefore, you guys cannot move forward with your lives because my life got a little bit messed up. I think when it's a cliffhanger, the Game Master
1: has an event happen that essentially knocks them out of the the running. As long as it's not the mentor, sister, long-lost father, whatever situation where it's just about them. You knock the, the character, you have something big happen, you knock that character out of action either literally knocked out or just their pieces pulled off the chessboard. And then you go forward and you, you can use that as an opportunity to make things desperate for the group because ostensibly the group is supposed to be caring about each other and be like, Oh no, Dr. Browse, let's get them guys. And you want, it's an opportunity. That's how I see it. You know, you see it as you are screwing up my pacing. I have my, opus this whole thing this the Sistine Chapel that I'm painting and you, you're screwing it up
2: and I it's get not, that it's not about my control issues mm. it's about being able to have an interesting story for the people that are there that are there yeah. right and so yes it dickers with my pacing but mm. the the more important mm. issue is is that that person has created a situation that now the rest of us have to deal with because of their inattendance. It's not their fault. Not this fault and blame is not part of it, but it's just, is. it it isn't. However, if I'm in a situation where I'm at least prepared for that, right. Or that situation, I'm able to have that occur earlier in the Mm -hmm. evening so that I have a little bit more time to deal with it. And it's not a perfect philosophy. It doesn't always work. It just I find it difficult in that situation if I'm not having a lot of conversation with the other person away from the table in anticipation of the next game.
1: I I think you're absolutely right. I think I'm wrong. I think that my view on it, that's just how I work. I welcome the challenge because that challenge fuels my game master energies and levels. And it really gets my creativity going. That's just me. Right. I can see how that would have the opposite effect on a different kind yeah, of meanwhile,
2: I'm like the guy who's, who is, well, Hey, I've turned in my report on time and here's the extra credit I did as well. Right. right. Excellent. Now I have 10 minutes before your, your project is due. You turn it in early. Thank you so much. I'm going to cry. Right. <laughs> and I'm this the guy who evil. starts
1: the project 10 minutes before it's due. Yeah. But I love it. I I need that
0: pressure. Right. I think the point I want to close this one out on is a reminder of perspective. Because of life situations and because of a whole complex array of choices that were made by people that are present or not Mm -hmm. present and whatever, something wasn't perfect. Something wasn't exactly, (laughs) your character wasn't exactly represented the way you would like or the Game Master's plot didn't go exactly according to plan, or things seem a little weird for the people who were able to make it, seriously, <laughs> let it can go. Right. I mean, this it's is a game. It's, it's make-believe. It's a game of make-believe that is going to come and go, and you're going to figure it out, and a year later, you're probably not even going to remember it happened. I w- Please keep some perspective that this is meant to be fun and escape and stressing about this and trying to keep everything perfect. Once again, this is not a $300 million take, Hollywood blockbuster. Take, it's okay.
1: Take some advice from someone who's been ga- i I turned 45 yesterday. It was my birthday yesterday. I have been gaming since I was 15 years old, almost nonstop. And please take some advice from this old man. You will not remember the hiccup that this situation caused. You won't remember it. You will remember the fight that comes from it yes. if people don't unpucker. And that will eat you up. You will never forget the fight. And you don't want to remember the fight. You don't want to
0: have the fight to remember. And it's a game.
1: It it's, is a game. It's a
0: game. It's. I, I don't care what Ninja said. It's just a game. Mm-hmm. It's not worth this amount of drama. Right. Wait,
2: what? Who's a what?
0: Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, great. If you don't trust me, it's really not worth looking into. (laughs) Uh,
2: Apparently I'm on, I'm on team Ninja because this is a thing (laughs) that you have spent, Hours of time. I'm I've spent minutes I'm of kidding. time. I'm I'm
0: <laughs> I have spent seconds of time. It's like Homer Simpson. I work into the late hours of the afternoon, <laughs> or those are the wee hours of the afternoon. That's what it was. Brandon <laughs> handed me my notes. You yeah, that's just one word that said trains. trains. Yep. I work into the wee hours of the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs>
2: Ew. I'm sorry, brother. What, we... No, 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 you're, you're, you're right. I guess that for me, cause I'm a young soul and for me, it is always, you know, my greatest conflict in gaming is that the majority of the effort is on the game master right. order, and that needs to be respected.
1: Yeah. Well, and you, and we've talked about support. You put a lot of you into the game, which is
2: probably pointless. Okay. Well, well maybe it's after
1: not pointless, you have passion. Everything you do that I've seen you pick up and start running with, you have a huge amount of passion for. I don't, and I would say you're probably the better man for it. No,
2: no. Let's not get, not debate. So yep.
1: I I see what where you come from on this, in that you put a lot of yourself into a game, and. Because of that, you expect a level of quality for the game as a whole. And when those little levels of quality don't quite hit what you want them to hit, well, there's reasons and blame and problems. You're right. You know, you're you're
2: I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. But there's nothing wrong with passion.
1: It's just sometimes you have to unpucker a
0: little. Yeah, but that's hard to do if you're passionate. And I'm a
2: tight
1: puckerer. <laughs> yeah,
0: well said. Super an, tight pucker. Maybe a final, final, final piece of advice here is that whether you're the player or the game master. Maybe this is a reason not to end your games on a cliffhanger, is <laughs> because if you really are going to be that worried about it, then don't end your games on a cliffhanger. I love cliffhangers. Oh, I agree with you, Dan. I love cliffhangers, Wayne.
1: Actually just did a game this whole thing kind of came from a game notes that Wayne did. Uh-huh. He did one about what he is really good at because he had been kind of complaining. He'd been down on himself in a couple of game notes, uh, which he was completely wrong because he's a phenomenal game master. I really hope he listens to this because it makes him uncomfortable and I love it. But <laughs> he talked about how he is and really, really good at, at cliffhangers. Because he is. He's excellent at cliffhangers. Yeah. And he he does them just right. But has run we have run into problems with cliffhangers and people not being able to make it and you just roll with it yeah you know the friends we love life we love our games and we just are being happy yeah you know
0: cool well, that's we're in this one so as always i don't think there's going to be anything in the show notes well there's no links i mean mm-hmm. i'll have show notes with time stamps like always but... link the ap okay i'll link so the it's, AP. It's like
1: that meme of obama awarding himself
0: the the, uh, oh, yeah, giving himself a the medal. The the <laughs> so, yeah, here's Fear the Boot, one of us giving ourselves a medal yeah. here for the AP. So, <laughs> anyway, other than that, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great week and great games, and we will catch you next time. Yeah. This has been a production of Fear the Boot, copyright 2021. Listeners are free to use this episode in a non commercial endeavor so long as credit is provided to feartheboot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at FearTheBoot.com. If you wish to support this show and its related endeavors, you can do so at Patreon.com FearTheBoot.